It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Who is the best linebacker in the 2022 NFL Draft? And could the Cowboys pick one in round one? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms I am Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out at McCoolBCB. Landon, let's start with this. If the Cowboys draft the linebacker in round one, you would feel? Resigned, I think. You know, it's it's one of those things where you know that the Cowboys need something something here. Um, the, the kind of value and need sort of line up with where the Cowboys are picking do I generally love the idea of taking an off-ball linebacker, uh, you know, technically an off-ball linebacker two years in a row? Not necessarily, but I think when you factor in what Micah Parsons is doing in total for your offense and how much this would even further free him up to uh, mm-hmm. do more of those extra things, I think it makes it a lot more palatable, especially picking at 24 in a week, week year at the top of the draft. And that's the key, right? You're picking at 24 and not 12. So if you happen to take a guy there and you love him, I get it. I mean, you know my thoughts on the value of off the ball linebackers, but I can get behind it if it's the right player at pick number 24. Today, we're going to take a look at the top three linebackers, or at least we think the top three linebackers in the 2022 uh, NFL draft and kind of compare and contrast these guys. And let's start with uh, Devin Lloyd from Utah. On most boards, he's the number one linebacker. What did you see from him when you watched him on tape? I, I'm trying to remember the last time I saw a linebacker that played with number zero. That was <laughs> that was a very odd feeling at first to watch. Uh, first of all, there's just not a lot of players that play with zero no, as the number no, no. in general. Uh, my, my notes are athletic build, long arm, legs with with thin midsection. I, I really like the body. It's it's it looks like an NFL lining linebacker. He's a three tool linebacker, meaning he plays the run, he drops in coverage, he can rush the passer. Uh, I saw him play off ball inside and outside uh, uh, off the ball and on the edge as, as a stand-up guy. I also saw him uh, with his hand down a couple of different times kind of rushing mm-hmm. the passer. So I think he has some flexibility there. Uh, speaking of flexibility, he has good physical flexibility to get small and, and able to operate in kind of tight sp- uh, spaces. He can drop his weight and change uh, directions on a dime. Uh, can, the, the issue I have with him comes with the processing speed. I think yeah. he can be a little bit slow to pull the trigger um, when he, when he fires off, he gets there quickly. And I think it makes up for a lot of the kind of hesitation that he may have early in the snap, but his, his athleticism has made up for it in college 
Will it do so in, in, in the NFL? That's that's a question. I think he's a real easy mover. He can flip his hips in coverage when he needs to get into post, uh, pass drops. He's got very, very good hands. I think you brought it up to me. I wasn't aware that he's a former wide receiver, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But you see that in some of the catches and some of the plays he makes with his hands. Uh, very powerful striker as a tackler and a block shedder. Uh, watched him uh, stone both a pulling guard and tackle versus Oregon. Uh, split both and, and made a tackle on the running back. He seems almost like a poor man's pre-injury Jalen Smith is what I actually put. Yeah. Um, where does he win with versatile athleticism? And the unanswered questions I had were, can his uh, processor speed up a little bit? Because you, you can't just rely solely on athleticism in the NFL. You need to be able to see it and read it a lot quicker. And then uh, that'll give you that extra step that will more than make up for the the speed difference between college and the NFL. I, I mean, you nailed it. The, the only thing I would add is once I watched the tape, Landon, and then I found out that it was a former receiver, it made so much sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can tell like some of the plays that he makes in coverage when the ball, I don't even want to say it's thrown at him because there's a couple where he just jumps up and picks it off. Very similar to Demarcus Ware against the uh, the Falcons many 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 years ago, right? But like his hands are insane, and he's kind of just like that modern NFL linebacker where you feel really good about him in coverage. He's got the size and the athleticism to match up against tight ends. I think he's still developing like as a spot dropper, but I mean, I, I compared him to Fred Warner, like a little bit of a. Of okay. a a comp between like Fred Warner and Trayman Edmonds, uh, the linebacker the Bills took in 2018, something like that. That that's what I could see him being like in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I I I see a guy who you know when you like I said when you told me that he used to be a wide receiver that it all fell into place. I could totally see him as this overly physical wide receiver that is just bullying defensive backs yep. and that they were finally just like, hey dude why don't we just put you on defense? <laughs> let's see, let's yep. see what you can do. Uh, I, I, I think, yeah, he's a, he's one of these guys, right. That we talked about that uh, he needs football development. He's an yes. athlete. Yep. There's no, he doesn't need any physical seasoning or, or any kind of improvement on, on the physical side of things. He needs to play more football. He needs to take more snaps. He needs to develop as a football player. Uh, and that's where he's going to get better. I, I think this is a fully formed athlete ready to play in the NFL from that point of view. I really think it would have been what his sophomore year during the kind of the COVID season, right? Like yeah, he only played 340 snaps because Utah just didn't play a bunch of games because the PAC 12 just didn't play a lot of games that season. So he was missing out on 500 snaps. And I think he kind of needed those. And you saw really... him as the year went on, like when he got to the Rose bowl, I mean, he was unbelievable in that game, but I, I kind of think he's the modern NFL linebacker. And let's talk about his fit with the Cowboys. Like, yeah, wouldn't shock me at all if he falls to pick 24 because linebackers generally fall. How does he fit into this defense? Oh, I mean, I think he would be an incredible fit I, I, just because he's so versatile. And I think you could play him off of what you do with Parsons so well uh, and, and really create a situation where uh, in snap, you don't know who's coming, who's going, who's covering who and who's who's blitzing who's you know i i don't think he's he's not nearly the versatile athlete that parsons is no but but he has the athletic ability to kind of do all the things that parsons uh does just not at the same level right so meaning that they can be deployed in very very interesting ways And, and 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 again he can kind of be the guy that 
Uh, oh, you need to deploy Parsons as a blitzer? Okay, this guy can be the off-ball linebacker in those instances. Oh, you yeah. need Parsons to kind of be the off-ball linebacker? This guy can be the guy kind of controlling the line of scrimmage and, and taking on blockers. So he can play as the kind of uh, Robin to Parsons' Batman, yeah. I think, very well in a linebacker core. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I, th- I think he's – I wouldn't be surprised, though, if he doesn't test as an elite athlete. Like, I I think if you go by, like, the, the relative athletic scores – wouldn't shock me, Landon, like if Leighton Vandrash had a better score there, but this guy is just way more fluid, right? You yeah. just feel much better about him in space. Uh, you know, I, I, I honestly, that's the other thing I, I wanted to bring up is that as good as we feel about his athleticism, I think it's going to look even more athletic as he learns the game and it becomes second nature. That makes yeah. you even more fluid. The fact that he's this fluid without really knowing what he's doing is impressive. I, I agree. Uh, if the Cowboys picked him at 24, you'd feel how? I think I feel pretty good. I I, uh, I don't expect him to be there at 24. I, no. I expect him to likely to be gone before that. Not that I would necessarily take him above 24, but I just, you know, you see him being drafted high. He's very well high thought of. So I would not be surprised if he wasn't there. At 24. Uh, I'm just looking at the consensus board now with all the top draft Knicks, and he's going at like his average rank is like 15. So it's possible, that's, that's- right? That's what I'm seeing too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it certainly is possible that he could make it to us for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think of the linebackers we're going to talk about, I think he has the lowest probability of making yeah. it there, but we've seen stranger yeah. things before. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. All right. Let's talk about another linebacker. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Football might be over the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next coach fired is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC. Right to your favorite Olympic odds and coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the new trends and actions going on in the sports world. BetOnline, where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, this is one I've been waiting for a while. Uh, now, Kobe uh, Dean, uh, uh, Georgia linebacker. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? Let's see when you turn on the tape. So my notes were uh, noticeably undersized. He he looks like a rocked up defensive back. Is is he? My question's in here. Is he even six foot? I I don't think he is six feet. Probably tall. not. But he has decent arm length. It looks like for his height, which helps. Uh, good, but not great athlete. Very mm-hmm. fluid. He's economical in movement, but he's not bursty or fast, uh, considering how undersized he is, and that usually those players are extremely fast, right? Mm-hmm. He's purely an off-ball linebacker. He, based on his game, when he's not playing Will Linebacker, it seems that he's much like, more likely to play in the slot than he would even to play Sam Linebacker, right? Just because of the mm-hmm. type of athlete he is. Uh, he's a good blitzer, knows how to use his frame to get skinny through gaps uh, in the blocking, uh, like I said, very economical, very little wasted motion, very few false steps. 
I even saw him follow a wide receiver across a formation pre-snap that ended up being a swing pass to that wide receiver. And Dean saw the entire thing, tackled him for a huge loss. Um, And that's very typical Nicobe Dean play, I would say. Uh, Reads quickly and takes the correct angle almost every time. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's just kind of uncanny how well the, the processor seems to work almost kind of inverse of what we're talking about with Lloyd. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has running back hips, you know, he, he just very fluid with his hips. Like, uh, ch- you know, like I said, the change of direction is not a problem with him. He mirrors backs very well. He's not overly experienced or nope. even talented at taking on blocks. Uh, he'll he'll duck under, go around, um, uh, but he's just not. In, it just hasn't been something he's had to do very often with this defensive line. Uh, where does he win? He's a high uh, FBI instinctual fluid linebacker. He he understands the game very well. He understands uh, his keys and his his reads, and he gets he tries to beat people to the spot by knowing what's going on. My unanswered question is, can his instincts continue to overcome a lack of size and athleticism when he doesn't have a dominant defensive line in front of him? You know, the problem with the Georgia uh, players overall in general is that they are in the optimal situation, Mm -hmm. right? So you are only seeing these snaps with these players uh, with the very best situation that could be provided for them. So you didn't really get as much opportunity with guys like Dean specifically. I think this is something that we'll have to talk about with uh, is 44 Walker. Is that his name? Uh, yeah. Trayvon Walker. Yep. Trayvon Walker. I think some of these guys who are, uh, you know, they're, they're being helped by the fact that they are in incredible situations uh, and it's helping hide a little bit of their negatives uh, it's it's very difficult to kind of evaluate these guys because, you know, depending on where they get drafted, they may not, <laughs> they may not have the defensive line that Georgia had. I you mean, know? Not, like, I mean, if it comes so, to Dallas, like he, he's not right. Yeah, so I, I think that that's the, my biggest fear with with Dean in general is that I see everything that that everyone sees as as to why he's a, a hyped player. The thing that scares me is that we're only watching him. Uh, perform and do all this in the very best situation. What happens when he has to face adversity? What happens when he has to take on blocks more than he's used to? What happens when he's not getting the most comfortable situation and he's having to work outside of this comfort zone with his skill set? That's what I just don't have answers for. And that's kind of scary when you're talking about taking him to the 24th overall pick. And I get that. You're not wrong. At the same time, what we saw from him like last year was incredible. Like you watch some of those games, like the Michigan game and he is flying all over the field and he's making tackles where he starts out. I mean, I know this play cause you actually said it to me. He's starting as like the right outside corner. Oh yeah. All the way over and makes the tackle for the loss behind the line of scrimmage on the left-hand side. Like his no hesitation. Is- no, no hesitation. Like it was all like he knew exactly what the play was. It was just the most yep. fluid thing you've ever seen. It was crazy to watch. So we were talking about his athleticism. I think it was this weekend. We were just DMing each other back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I think you and I both had the same concerns. Like how big is he and how athletic is he? Texted somebody who was at the Georgia Pro Day last year and they got verified measurements in time. So uh, 5116. So yes, under 64. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. 221. Small, four four six. If that's true, then uh, it definitely takes some 
of my concerns a little bit. Uh, but I, I would also say as he doesn't look like a four, four, six guy with great instincts. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, like he looks fast, but yeah. the fact that we're questioning his athleticism and he has good instincts to me, like, I don't we'll see say. that kind of four, four, six we'll, on, we'll on tape necessarily, but yeah. And I, I don't necessarily either, but yeah. his play speed is so fast. And that's all yeah. that really matters to me. I get the concerns about the size. Like he's just not a big linebacker. He's not long. He doesn't have, I, I think his arms are probably average, right? Probably They're just, he's just Maybe not a long a guy. And he's never going to be somebody that's going to take on blocks and stack and shed and that kind of stuff. I just don't know how much it's going to ultimately matter because he just makes every single play. And I feel like, He's the type of guy that I would love to pair Michael Parsons with because if Parsons is playing on the edge or if he's kind of the downhill guy, Dean's just going to clean up every single tackle and he rarely misses tackles. And it's, I, I just feel like in Dan Quinn's defense, who has a lot of experience with linebackers like this, I think he would be a star. I really do. I, I certainly, I certainly can see that. I certainly, you know, you see that on tape that, 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 that certainly could be the, the case. It's just the, literally the only thing is this big blinking red light. Like, Hey, this guy is undersized and potentially could be under athlete, uh, athletic. So how much can you overcome going into the NFL? Like that's my long-term concern. Deion Jones coming out of LSU six foot two twenty two and ran a four, five, nine. Yeah. I got to believe that Roquan's going to actually me Roquan. That's a brilliant slip. Cause that's who I compare uh. him to. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Kobe Dean is going to be somewhere in that same mold of size and athleticism, right? If that's the case, then, uh, you know, it certainly alleviates a certain amount of that for sure. Um, He's a but, the problem is is he's way more of a true off the ball linebacker compared to what Lloyd is, right? Lloyd, you can yeah. see oh, him sure. being more as a rusher and more as a weapon one on one in coverage. Dean is really just your traditional off the ball weak side linebacker. I mean, Lloyd looks. Uh, I mean, uh, you can tell me. If, I think Lloyd looks every bit as fast as as Dean does, and is bigger. So I mean, probably I let's I'll find out why you're talking. I mean, he's definitely bigger, right? Oh, like, for sure. He's yeah. Like, he's, he's, yeah. He's, 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 he's got six, like three, five or 10 pounds, two inches on, on two, three, three inches yeah. on Dean. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I just think that it's, it's a little scary. That's all it is is because okay. you, you're, you're only getting shown and you're no, and you know, going in that you're only being shown his best foot. You're not even really getting a chance to see what his worst game looks like. Uh, and that's, you know, that's, so what that means is that I can't, I can't really readily identify a floor for him, you it's know, fair. like, it's and fair. that's, and that's a little bit nerve wracking to me. I now, can see that the ceiling is very high. I can see that even with, even with a lack of athleticism, even with the lack of size, I can see that the ceiling is very high, but, but, I, but the fact is I have no idea what his floor is. Does so it that's, make you that's feel, a little scary. Does it make you feel better that he did play so well at Georgia he was the leader of that defense, and he just made every big play that they needed. I, I think that makes me feel better, at least like. But don't don't double go. count that is is my thing, right? Yeah, because because that's the reason he's in this conversation in the first place, right? So because I mean, otherwise he's an undersized, 
we'll we'll see about athleticism, but yeah, he's an undersized sure. linebacker. He's undersized. He's always going to be undersized. The right? the reason he's in this conversation is because he performed at such a level that he put himself in this conversation. So don't let's not like put him in the conversation and then raise him up for the same thing twice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's there. That's why he's there. The question is, does he have what it takes to kind of continue that sort of production into the next level? I think he does. Uh, but I don't know what a terrible game of N'Kobe uh, Dean looks like. And it's not like he's going to have the kind of career in the NFL that he had in college. Like that's just, I don't know. I don't think that that's possible. It's impossible. Right. Yeah. Uh, how's he fit with the Cowboys? Uh, very cleanly. I mean, just, yeah. you know, he's an off ball linebacker. Like you said, he's the opposite linebacker from Parsons. Uh, you know, I don't think he's quite the versatile uh, uh, put him opposite of Parsons, wherever Parsons is kind of guy. But at the very least, you have got another very solid off ball yeah. linebacker who can play the position if you need to move Parsons around. And, and that's the only spot you need to fill. I agree. He's a plug and play day one starter at the weak side linebacker th- spot. And I don't think it's all that hard to hit all hard to imagine him being like a Deion Jones and a Dan Quinn defense. So I, I think you can tell I like him quite a bit. Uh, all right, let's take one more quick break. So we can tell you guys about built bar. It's that time of year again, where most people have given up on their new year's resolutions, but not this year. We are sticking to ours because we have built bar and it's not really a resolution because we love eating built bars because they're good for you. They're, uh, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Most built bars only contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. Compare compare that to your average candy bar that's 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. They have so many great flavors. The new flavor this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, the last linebacker we're going to talk about today is Christian Harris from Alabama. Uh, What did you think? Oh, wait, hold on. I had the wrong name pulled up. Uh, Christian Harris, I I did like uh, a little bit, but he's got some stuff too. Uh, my notes say prototypical size. He's the guy you want coming off the bus early. He's yeah. six foot one plus 230 plus it was just absolutely shredded arms, uh, and, and good bulk in his lower body as well. Uh, mostly a mic or will, but took some snaps in the slot and on the line of scrimmage, very physical presence, uh, not mm-hmm. just a chase linebacker. He likes contact. He has decent contact, uh, balance when he gets engaged specifically, uh, but again, seems like his processor may be a bit slow. He looks almost too deliberate at times. And I understand it's Alabama and you're playing on a front seven also filled with, with first rounders, but he was very often the last of the front seven to start moving once the play started. To me, it's like he's taking a little bit longer to, to kind of process mm-hmm. the information uh, he that he sees in front of him. He played 2,000 plus snaps for Alabama over three years. Mm-hmm. 
he probably should be better at getting through his keys quicker. Uh, you know, I, this is this is not a situation where this guy didn't have the opportunity to kind of learn the defense or experience. He's got both those, and he still isn't quite what I'm looking for. Uh, certainly, certainly not a. This is this guy's not a first rounder, a, a day one guy, as far as anyway. So, but I mean, just you would expect a, a, a Alabama linebacker to be just a little bit further along in the spot. Uh, he's a bit stiff hipped. Um, when, especially when trying to flip his hips and change direction, he just, uh, it doesn't, doesn't look great. Um, he doesn't have great zone awareness. No, uh, that's another no. thing that an issue when he's having to drop in country, country zones, it's, it's just like, he can lose guys, especially behind him. He just doesn't have kind of, if it's not right in front of him, he doesn't feel like he has that kind of, uh, awareness. Uh, where does he win? Uh, he's a physical striking linebacker who's I think he's going to be a force in the run game uh, when he especially if he can clean up the processing stuff a little bit and just kind of get to the ball quicker. The unanswered questions I have is, can he do that? Like, I mean, he's uh, you worry about guys who have so much time on task and then asking them to improve. Right. Because mm-hmm. they've already spent as much time with coaches that are trying to get them to improve as they will in professional football inside the context of the team, right? Like whatever work you do in the off season in the NFL, that's how you actually get better. Yep. Being on the field during the season, there's just not a lot of time with the, with your individual coaching staffs to kind of actually improve a ton. So college is a great opportunity, especially at a school like Alabama. It's a little bit concerning that he spent all that time with Nick Saban and this Alabama defense, and, and he hadn't really developed more than he has where he is right now. When you watched him, did you kind of get the the thought that he was like a downhill middle linebacker like that you would traditionally see like in Baltimore or Pittsburgh or New England? He, to me, read like a uh, – I, I used to call them Mo linebackers. They're like the inside the, – the weak side inside linebacker yep. on a, in a 3-4 defense, right? Yes, exactly. That's what he reads to me. Like he's a guy that uh, – he could run a little bit, but you're not necessarily wanting him to play like a full will, right? No, no, he, you want him running downhill as what Yeah, because he could take on blockers. He could be a yep. blitzer inside. Like, I trust him to do that stuff. He can do a little bit of coverage stuff, but you don't necessarily want him. You in want that him covering flats more than anything else. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's, you know, this is a guy that feels like a linebacker from another time, you know, from 10 years ago, potentially. Um, so I, really quick, I have a hard time two, placing him this year. Two guys that I wrote in my notes, like just to compare him to a last year prospect, like Nick Bolton, right? Nick Bolton was in the similar mold of a downhill run stopping linebacker, but I feel like Bolton had way better instincts. Oh yeah. And an idea of how to stop the run on top of that. Bolt was a better tackler. I don't love the way that Christian Harris tackles. It seems like he yeah. misses a lot of tackles. It's a lunger, you know, at yeah, times, he is. you know, and, and, and kind of, uh, he kind of gets away with that that same sort of. He tries to do some of that tackling that that Layden does sometimes, where but Layden has incredibly huge wingspan, well, right? So he kind of envelops the guy where it feels like this guy will really let uh, run running backs and, and, and ball carries kind of slip through his arms when he tries to like envelop them. So he came to Alabama as a cornerback, and that makes a ton of sense when you watch geez. him try to tackle, right? What he came yeah. to Alabama was a, as a he was a, he was six one two hundred pounds as a corner, and that's kind of the way he tackles. Like he almost wants defend or running backs to get into his chest, and he's going to slide down and tackle their ankles. Right? 
I don't love him. I'm surprised tackle. he isn't more aware in coverage, you know, that if he was a if he was a corner. I yeah. mean, he just he doesn't have great it's like he he forgets he it's like he gets myopic in the in the snap, right? You watch him and it's almost like he's just watching the snap, you know, for like a tick yeah. before yep. he does anything. So uh yeah, that's a little bit surprising to say the least. I think I think the hope is that. Well, I not the hope. I mean, the ceiling is like a Denzel Perryman level linebacker that the Chargers okay. and the Raiders have had, where you want him coming down the hill a lot. He really reminds me a lot of a linebacker that came out a couple of years ago, Jordan Brooks, who the Seahawks yep. took in the end of round one. Mm-hmm. He's that mold of a linebacker. So, how does that fit in with Dallas? I'm not sure that it does, Landon. It's not really a great fit. I mean, no. you don't. Th- you, this is. I mean, essentially. He's not the same player, but I mean, this is essentially the same skill set and the fit as what Jalen Smith was doing for you, right? Yep. And and they cut him, so I yeah, I don't think that this is necessarily uh, a guy that I'm I'm interested. In. I, I, this I mean, to me, this is like a third or fourth rounder, maybe even lower. Like, I, well, which is funny that you say that because I'm pulling up the consensus board now. Forty overall is his uh, projected landing spot. So you're talking about a guy potentially late round one, early round two, no. just not interested at that price. No, I'm not I interested think there's going to be all. better. I think there's going to be better linebackers available to the Cowboys in the second round that fit their defense better than Harris does. I've watched six linebackers, I think, and he's my least favorite one so far. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Last part of the show. Rank these three linebackers before we uh, head out. So we got Dean, we've got Lloyd uh, Harris, and we've got uh, uh, Tyndall. I would say oh, Lloyd, Lloyd, not Tyndall. We're gonna say. Oh, I'm Tyndall. sorry. Yeah, I, I know. We, I keep. I got all these. Oh, don't worry. I'm, I'm, worried, I'm excited yeah. about Tyndall. We'll talk about him on a different yeah. show. Uh, I would say Lloyd, Dean, Harris would be would be the order. It's pretty clear for me, and I I, I think that uh, Dean and Lloyd are closer to each other than than Harris is to anybody. I would go Dean. I mean, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I got that right. Lloyd and yeah, Dean are good. closer together. Than, yeah. yeah, sorry. I would go Dean, Lloyd, and then maybe a round and a half gap between those guys and Harris. Yeah, there's definitely some distance between Dean and Lloyd and Harris in my mind, for sure. I, I agree. I, again, I could see a scheme in which Christian Harris works, like a Baltimore scheme where you're just really asking your linebackers to come down and be blitzers and be athletic. I think that makes sense. Not sure Dallas is the best spot for him. I so. I can't understand like a top like a day two pick for a guy that you know you're just not necessarily going to want on the field very much in passing downs. Like the, especially in today's no, NFL, you're gonna you're like, gonna blitz them on passing passing downs. It's just yeah, but you're not gonna do that every time. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, so it's like either you're gonna play him in some sort of full time pass rushing mode on on, on passing downs, like and really ham fist that in, or and and then he's gonna play run get downs early like yeah that just seems like really forcing a player onto the field as opposed to getting people that are good at the jobs that you're trying to get them to do i agree i i completely agree all right that is it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in we'll be back tomorrow to answer some more of your twitter questions uh we got a busy rest of the week and then we're going to continue with our draft profiles here next week free agencies coming up in a little bit franchise tag stuff uh Download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you next time.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.